Merry Christmas, everybody. Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. It's Christmas Day. I'm actually doing this uh, a little ahead of time because I plan to just enjoy Christmas and I hope you do too. So I'll give you a shorter episode today just for continuity. Thank you, sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, CompC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, as well as Panini, Upper Deck, and Tops. So great sponsors. I hope they're having a great Christmas too. There's something to be said about corporate Christmases. Holidays are, are generally thought of as individual holidays, but in, in our hobby, uh, the sponsors are, are in business and Christ, the Christmas season and the Christmas gift certificates or money or things that happen. It's a very busy season for our industry. And I would say Christmas is not the only day of the year where people get gifts. Certainly most people get gifts on their birthday. But Christmas is the main day where you get a bunch of gifts, depending on how many friends and how big your family is. So those are the, your birthday and Christmas, and you get gifts from close friends, family, and I think that's great. But what I'm going to talk about today is not necessarily those situations where there's a, a general reciprocity that you give a gift to your brother, your brother gives a gift to you and your wife and the husband and the kids and all that stuff. But we don't always reciprocate. And there could be reasons why for that. If you get a gift, you don't have to give a gift back or vice versa. Uh, because people are in different stages and circumstances of life. And frankly, not everyone's love language is gifts. You can express kindness to somebody by some helpful act of service or a word of affirmation. I've gotten cards from people in lieu of a gift that were meaningful, very kind words. But again, the episode here is to talk about unsolicited gifts, which is happening more and more in our industry. So perhaps you've received an unexpected gift from someone you really don't even know that well. And they supposedly are requiring nothing in return. Like I say, you may not even know the person that they're in the hobby. They maybe know you, maybe you know them, but they would know that you love Jose Canseco, for example, Tanner, <laughs> or Mark McGuire, pay attention, Ben, or Brett Favre, Jordan, or Jeff Foster, Kyle. In most cases I've heard about, these player collectors, they're not begging or hinting or in any way suggesting that people would send them these quote-unquote gifts, but they are expressing visibly, vocally, their passion for their favorite player. And then one day in the mailbox, there's a card or some cards of that favorite player. And sometimes it's not insignificant value. And supposedly, again, nothing seemingly expected in return. So what do you do with that? I guess you could just be happy, but this seems to be happening more and more in our hobby. And I think it's one of the big positives of social media. People can know stuff about you. If you're a notable player collector, and many people are, and I highly recommend that to let people know who your favorite players are, but those, they're, the favorite player is not necessarily the most popular. It could be somebody relatively obscure, but it's your guy, your player. It could be your gal too. You could, could be a WNBA. This has happened to me, and it's one of the reasons I'm, I'm talking about it. I'm not perfectly comfortable because I don't always know how to respond, so I'm going to walk through that with you. Again, it's a look in the Bible, in the book of Acts, it's better to give than to receive. I like to live by that, and then uh, I don't live by Shakespeare, but Shakespeare's Hamlet is neither a borrower nor a lender be, and I, I like to live by that too. But I've been in a situation where I've sent a thank you note for a gift, and then the person sent me a thank you note for my thank you note. And then I'm thinking, do I have to thank them for thanking me for thanking them? And I, I just don't know where it stops. And I, this is not hypothetical. This has happened to me. The thank you notes, unsolicited hobby gifts are clearly good problems to have. If that's the worst thing that's keeping me up at night, I'm really blessed. And it isn't. But I do want to walk through this because I think this is the season where there's a lot of gifts and people like to know what's the best way to respond. So here's a few different ways to respond. If you got an unsolicited gift of some cards or memorabilia that was thought to be particularly meaningful to you, 
Number one, which I don't advise, is to just do, no, do nothing. Pretend you never got anything. That's almost always the wrong response. The only exception I could think of is that if you get a gift that's coming from a stalker, if it's a stalker, then just ignore it. And But how will you know they're a stalker? If they keep doing it or there's some history, you might figure it out. Number two, which is a, a reasonable one, is just a polite thank you. You're not trying to escalate or egg them on, but you maybe send them an email or a text or DM. Just let them know, thanks for doing that. I'm thinking of my own experience. And again, this has happened again more than once where somebody gave me something they thought I would love. If I'd loved it, I probably would have gotten it myself. And and the other problem, it was big. If I get a card, I can put it in the box. But if I get a larger item, a memorabilia item that's big and bulky, they're expecting me to display it. And I have a, a good amount of room, but I don't have room for every single thing that I'd like to display. And if that person comes over, they're going to expect to see it. And, and this has happened. And it's not a great feeling. It puts me in an awkward situation. Again, I'm very thankful for the gift. Thankful for the thoughtfulness. Number three, in order of more escalation, the response could be to gushingly thank them in person and perhaps on social media, in front of other people. And this definitely encourages a continuation from them and even others that say, wow, he was really appreciative of that. I, I'm going to do that too. Number four, again, upping it up just a little bit, is you send a little something back to them. They sent you something, you sent them a little something, just acknowledging that you got it. And there's many nonprofits and ministries at the end of the year that not only understand this, but do this. They know that if they can get you to acknowledge their small gift, they're now in a relationship with you, and that has the potential to blossom. And there have actually been books written about this. There's, I'm not making this up. There's a book called Giftology, and it's about the strategic use of gifts to further relationships. Number five is the accountant's approach. It's kind of send value for value, more transactional, quid pro quo, which is Latin for this, for that. It's basically an involuntary trade. When my wife gets a gift of toffee bark from her friend, she has a stash of peppermint bark to give in return. So it's a value for value. It might be card for card in the sports card industry or a box of cards for another box of cards. And that's sort of fun, but you're into an involuntary trade. And then finally, number six, which I really don't uh, encourage this one, and that's to one up. If they sent you something that's worth X, you send them something worth two X. Well, that's almost for sure going to lead to an escalation. And I really don't want other people picking out stuff for me, especially as it gets more and more expensive. One of the things I love about this hobby is that I love the search. I love the pursuit. And I think that's a huge part of my enjoyment of the hobby is going around and finding things that I like and not having somebody pick something out for me. But again, I certainly appreciate a thoughtful gift. And if the motive of the gift, again, you can't know what their motive is, and I'm not going to assume their motives are bad. I'm going to assume generally, until proven otherwise, that their motives are good, that they just wanted to express a kindness knowing that you or I were serious collectors. And frankly, in this time of year and what we've been through with 2020 and COVID, a grateful heart, gratitude is an attitude that actually I believe is partially protective against COVID. Now that's coming from a non-medical doctor. I am Dr. Beckett, but I'm a professor. But having a gratitude is therapeutic. I believe it's protective. And that's the best attitude you can have. And again, we've got a lot to be thankful for this Christmas. And I hope all of y'all have a happy and healthy new year. And I'll be back tomorrow with uh, another short episode. So again, Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope you get the solicited and unsolicited gifts that you want and enjoy uh, enjoy your presence. Thanks. The man in the house of God.